<laughs> Good morning, PHA. So I was just covering the time for Richard to put down his um, non-alcoholic beverage. Not, not, not alcoholic. <laughs> non not alcoholic. Alcoholic. <laughs> Good everyone. He says, filling in time while Ash picks up a glass or something. <laughs> Ash Schofield and Richard Reeve here um, joining you at a very exciting time. This is uh, just days away from Panpax Nationals. Um, judges School, Harmony College, all of the above, General Barbershop, goodness, um, in Sydney. So, uh, big, big couple of weeks. Massive couple of weeks. And uh, because um, we're about to be distracted by all that goodness, we thought we'd just uh, take this 11th hour <clears throat> closing window to uh, debrief a little bit about uh, about International and some of the fantastic performances there. Ash, uh, run us through the, the rationale for what we're doing here. <clears throat> Yeah, I just sort of wanted to look at some of the highlighted performances from the week that most a lot of people are talking about that are getting the views on YouTube and um, sort of look at them from a performance category perspective, if we can, um, and just look at you know what made them good and possibly what how could they be better even, just things like that really. Yeah, cool. So because um, it was a big year for like a lot of heartfelt performances I thought um, even especially in the choruses you know um, I think you mentioned that um, you struggle sometimes to connect to a like a chorus ballad mm-hmm. at certain points because it's just you know it, it, it's so big it's like, so yeah. many people how can, it's like, be, how, can, how can it be tender and connected yeah yeah and yet this year was one of those times is, it, is that what you said mm. Sort of. Um, I, I said the former. More than I, I said the former. I said I did say yes. <laughs> okay, right. at sometimes. Um, and and now that you mention it, yes, there mm. were some um, some outstanding mm. chorus performances where that, that really that really uh, sucked me in, both from yeah, from an up and a bella perspective. So yeah, just to give people a bit of background, uh, to what extent, Mr. Chairman, have we covered the category in previous podcasts? Ah, oh, well. <laughs> um, <laughs> People would know that because they've, they've listen just listened to all, to all the podcasts, podcasts exactly. and they've listened to it over and over. Hypothetically, um, if someone hasn't, <coughs> um, the uh, the society has three judging categories, music, singing, and performance. Performance has um, uh, the name performance has come in just this past 12 months um, from what used to be the presentation category. Um, they're, they're, they're quite similar. Uh, they, they both cover the... Um, the overall performance, um, the visual vocal agreement that you look like what you're singing about, um, connecting with an audience, bringing a song alive, um, those sorts of things. The, the reason for the change is somewhat subtle, but it's quite important. Um, so what's in a name is, is part of the, the reason. Um, uh, so the, the change in name is partly to reflect the direction that the category was evolving in and that society was evolving in anyway. Um, so it's partly to line up with that. And it's also, apart from some other sort of subtle um, uh, contributing factors, we we started, because people get so passionate about barbershop and they love it so much and they get so into it, sometimes we can be so into barbershop that we forget there are other genres out there. And yes, so we, we, we can fall into a trap of... Um, of just tr- basically reproducing or copying what the best barbershop barbershoppers are doing, 
uh, in their yes. staging, their, 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 the way they visually um, perform. And we, that's not always the best for us. So what, what the society and the genre the, and the category wants to do is remind people that there is a world of performances out there and for us to benefit from the richness of ideas and creativity of other genres and, 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 and just bring that in, just soak it up. Yeah. Um, so that's that's the gist of it. Yeah, and that's kind of what is was pushing me because of to talk about this um, and talk about the good performances from a performance perspective uh, because we saw so many people trying new things and maybe maybe some of the things didn't work but like they were trying to find what's comfortable for them rather than just doing what the last people did and yeah and, which is really great and i think one of the things that the um the category leaders try to stress is it's not about throwing the baby out with the bathwater, or it's not about saying you can't do this you can you, you stage it in whatever way works for you um exactly. and, and many of the guys are sticking with the tried and true traditional straight up and down um, but what, what I was interested in and quite intrigued in and, and, and uh, impressed by was not just the quartets, but the chorus, a bunch of the choruses as well are really starting to experiment with um, with the staging and we'll yeah. discuss some of those over this podcast. Well, let's jump straight into yep. that. Uh, talking about maybe Parkside Harmony. Uh-huh. They have a real... Red um, mind. It's like, who the heck is their director? Mm-hmm. You, you don't know because they're... Because they're work they sing without one kind of pretty much yeah this was um unfortunately the 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 main big hitter uh, of of the convention that i didn't get to see um so i I, i'm not able to comment on how it felt in the room all i can say is that having having looked back at it over youtube and as a side note how just awesome that that vhs is just flooding youtube with barbershop performances oh so good so great, not only for the promotion of the, of the genre overall, but just, yeah, for us to be able to relive um, all the goodness. So, a um, couple of comments. Basically, yes, just beautifully sung, and it's so exciting to see yet another new chorus, along with the, the voices of Gotham's and the, the Kentucky Vocal Unions and, and the Zero Eights and the rest of them coming through, so it's mm-hmm. exciting um, for that. Um, uh, they're staging so that the... Um, Rather than just stand and deliver, there was substantial um, movement, uh, including you know from a seated position and gradually getting up mm-hmm. during the performance yep. and gradually um, stepping down. So I guess that the with with that said, the two takeaways for me were um, potentially how and this is watching it back after hearing people rave about it. So I guess I was look, <laughs> looking at it a bit critically. With, well, yeah, with a particular. Well, yeah. Correct, with a particularly critical eye on just logistically how did they do it without the yeah, sure. without the director, and um, not surprisingly, um, I guess because I was looking for it, I could see movements of the director that could cue um, uh, the chorus for things. And yep. when you know when you think about it, the, you know the, the, the director's job is to to musically lead the chorus, whether whether he or she does that with flapping of, of, of the arms or with movement of the rest of the body, um, yeah. is 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 up to the director. All you've got mm-hmm. to do is communicate to the chorus. So that's that's my theory. Um, it, um, Sean Devine uh, the, uh, was was in the chorus, and he'll be at um, at uh, convention next week in Judges School. So it'll be awesome to <laughs> chat to him and unpack this. But 
So yeah. he's, so there's you know various you know stepping to one side or getting down to one knee or even just a subtle movement of the head is all mm. physical movement that can be basically a direction from the director. Yeah. Um, having said that, yeah, amazing um, execution um, for for, the, for there to be you know for the sync to be lined up so well um, for it to be almost perfect. And again, here's me listening with an extra critical ear of yeah. how are they going to do this? And there really was not many places that stuck out, which was so impressive. And the yeah. second thing is, in line with sort of what we've been discussing as a performance category, um, and, and sort of getting away from the, the potential sort of traditional robot kind of performance, yeah. um, or toy soldier performance, I guess, uh, it, it seemed they were a bit spread out, and, and the smaller choruses, smaller and better commas, I think Parkstar was still about 50 or something, which is quite yeah. a lot, but the smaller yeah. folk city, that sort of thing. So some of the smaller choruses, had the opportunity to spread a bit, which meant that each individual could perform more. And yeah, I, that's, that's really what it That's helps. the chemistry that I got from Parkside was every individual was telling a story and being a performer, I always, um, what I'm coaching, I, I invite diet people to to pretend in your own work, in your own mind's eye that yeah. everyone else is, in, is sort of in, in the blackout and you're in the spotlight as an individual. Sure. And so to, sort of to perform as if, you're it, and yeah. and so Parkside I think was was really was you know doing that concept. What about you? No, yeah, I, I agree. That's I, that's one thing that was just coming to mind, um, even just before you said that, is that um, the with the how you mentioned they were getting up slowly and doing like when when a course starts kind of half sitting down and stuff, you kind of know where it's going to go, like just because you've seen that kind of thing over the years. Um, but if you, if if all of a sudden you've realised that you didn't notice it again, that they've done a really good job at it. And I think um, sitting there in the audience, I just remember the close-ups and just seeing every every guy telling telling that story. Like there was a bit of difference throughout the story, but each guy telling the same kind of story in their own way, and just but like committed like a hundred percent. It was an interesting. I think they did a really good job of that of that combination. When when we say each individual telling a story, we're still one ensemble. You know, we can't have individual members just wandering off towards That's you know it. the side of the stage like you might do if you was a solo performance. Mm. Solo performance stage is your own; you can do whatever you want. Um, so it was sort of yeah, each each man was performing in his cylinder, um, but with freedom. I thought yes. that was really really quite powerful. Nice. Um, so uh, yeah, so impressive stuff. Um, while we're on the courses, let's get let's talk about those uh, masters of harmony. Hey, yeah, since, it's, uh, since uh, our our category ten, so it looks like it kind of uh, won them the gold. Yeah, <laughs> yeah, and uh, and and that's the that's the uh, uh, the magic of art, isn't it? That, that yep. it, it's there is the X factor. There is the sometimes you can't explain it. Um, I. I I was in the audience, both for the VM and uh, and Masters, and I thought the VM's performance was 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 a masterclass in in in, in barbershop. Mm. Um, and it was, um, however, um, there was something X factor about um, about the Masters performance that meant that I I, I I watched the VM's performance and was impressed and was, was sort of appreciated the performance. Yep. But master's performance made me leap to my face, and I yeah, yes, <laughs> yeah, that's the difference. The um, and it was funny. Um, 
because it, yeah, this definitely was that X factor in bringing the energy to the room um, that we felt. Because uh, I was talking to Kieran O'Day over the weekend, and he um, he mentioned that he was a little surprised at the actual result because through the webcast he felt that the, the VM um, really did the job and like yeah. the singing and everything was just like off the charts, amazing. Yeah. And yeah. then then he said he said oh, if if Masters of Harmony have won, I bet it's like. 10 points in performance or something yeah. different like that's all it's going to be um, and he was exactly right because yeah. it was that it was the they just used all the oxygen in the room you could feel like it, every, everyone was looking there you know and whereas you could sort of feel that with the VM everyone was just like comfortable whereas yeah. with Masters everyone was sort of on the edge of the seat a little bit uh, uh, I, um, <clears throat> I, I was lucky enough to have uh, loitered back in the room some minutes after the competition finished and Justin uh, Miller, the director of Masters, uh, sort of made his way from the stage up through the room, almost empty auditorium, and I just congratulated him as he went past. And, and what I told him was that the, sort of the, the, the essence for me was I, I watched his performance with my mouth open. You know, that was that. That was that, you know, your classic um, Maltese moment. Oh, it, was, it, was, yeah. it, was, it was, my God, what's going to happen next? It was so amazing. So yeah, just yeah. just such a um, and Oh, the, so the, yeah, we just uh, we just half mentioned we didn't quite say Malteser moment there, and that if if you're wondering what that means, that's when you might be watching something and perhaps just hoeing into a bag of Maltesers, <laughs> which are delicious. It only and it, it only works with Maltesers. It's hard to not keep <laughs> eating them, um, so it's got to be pretty something pretty special for you to sit there with your mouth open with a Malteser melting in your hand. Uh, just to be watching a performance, and that's what that's what we like. I like to call Malteser moments. Malteser moment is you get to the end of the performance and realise that you didn't eat the Malteser because you were so so mm -hmm. distracted. Um, yeah, so um, the, I, I thought the 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 uptune was relentless. Uh, it was it, it almost left you breathless, but that yeah. it what it didn't feel out of control. No, like sometimes it can get so energetic. Yeah. And the going back to your earlier point, the the ballad um, was sung with such tenderness that. It was the exception to my rule. I went, wow! I can really, I can really feel the the emotion in the room, which for me is very rare with chorus. Yeah, that's actually true. Yeah, I, I, I didn't pay. When yeah, chorus ballads, especially when they're that good, I just sort of lose myself in them, and I, I rarely, because a lot of the time, it's a song that I don't know because the, the the choruses are quite good at picking up. Like maybe they're an older song and they've rejigged it or. Like time after time, for example. <laughs> <laughs> <coughs> 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 um, or it's something, yeah, it's something that I that I just don't know. Um, so it takes me a few listens to actually figure out what they're talking about a lot of time, and that I just go off the vibe, and um, and yeah, just the the master song, the, the amount of times that I think they mentioned the word love, maybe or something, and I think it was their costuming as well, with all the red, just just had this passion about it which is great in contrast to the vm which was all like crisp white Black perfect and white, yeah. kind of thing you know yeah yeah very interesting very interesting oh, absolutely um what are the other courses on the list you want to mention um i got tnl because uh their set was so much fun and um it, it was a bit of a it was a bit of a cheat um enjoying it because um drew carolyn is singing with them at the moment and um, we chatted to him. I saw uh, someone from Toronto 
with a t-shirt on and um, they had a silhouette of a, of a, of a guy with a, but with a green hat on. And I was like, oh, what's that about? So I asked him, I was like, what's, what's, what, what might be coming up? I was like, don't give me any spoilers, but like, is it, is it going to be like something funny with, uh, <laughs> is it going to be something funny with, um, green hats or something? And he was like, well, no, not funny, but, um, they were just paying tribute. He mentioned they were paying tribute to the, oh, it's left my brain. Main two, was it Dukes for Harmony? Yes, the Dukes. Army. Yay! Richard came through with the goods. <laughs> um, yeah, uh, who won in like the seventies a couple of times, um, and so they were the they were the other Canadian chorus that won. Um, that have that have won a championship, um, and yeah, just to and they and they the fun thing about they sang the exact set, one of the exact sets that that they sang back in the day, but you wouldn't be able to tell because they modernized it and did all the, you know, they didn't sing it like a seventies chorus, like back in the day, like with all the, all the ways that we used to sing back then. But they, um, they played to it with the, with, uh, a lot of stances and the, some yep. of the fun things they did. And yep. they even had like, they had three actual members from that chorus in the group. Um, and they found, the old uh, uniforms. I think if yep. you listen to our um, the international podcast, if you go back a couple episodes, you'll hear Alex Morris telling all these stories. Um, yeah, it was very impressive. They they used the actual uniforms that they used back in the day. Yeah. Yep. Um, and actually, I showed that to, pretty, to Vocal Evolution powerful. as a song of the week, and um, and they loved it. They thought it was great. Like, so it, it translated to just a great performance. As well as having all these hidden little, uh, what do you call them, uh, Easter eggs throughout there. <laughs> so little little things that you can you go you realize on a second watch or a third watch or you know kind of fun. It was um it was also very well sung, oh. um, and uh, they scored a ninety four, which is just amazing. Yeah. Um, uh, the, the, the first and second scored ninety six plus. Um, third and fourth scored 94 plus which is just insane but I was just uh, observing this earlier on when TNL won its championship um, three or four years ago they won with the 94 point something <laughs> three or something and, and that's yeah, basically yeah. what they scored um, this year um, but, uh, but the other choruses scored even more so um, and, and there are a couple of couple of um, long time medalist choruses um out of the Rockies and, and great not GNU, Great Northern Union, mm -hmm. which GNU has, has come as high as second. Um, uh, they fell out of the middles, but they were still scoring 90 and 91, mm -hmm. 91.7, I think, six scored, which is huge, but uh, not meddling, which just shows how how everyone is improving, which is exactly what you want. Thanks. Well, you know, the real winners there uh, ah, us the in the audience. <laughs> it's so good. That, seriously, that I've never enjoyed a chorus contest more. Like, than than the Vegas, it was just so good, so good. Um, well, well, and yeah, and so many um, of the of the uh, the voices of Gotham, Fog City, um, so many others that were that were yeah, uh, incredibly um, uh, watchable, enjoyable as well. Mm. Next, um, so yeah, we'll get into the quartets now. Yeah. Um, um, I took, I did, um, 
I interviewed Whitney, my housemate, about signatures down with my father, because I wanted to get a uh, kind of a civilian's reaction to that. Like, because we sitting in the room watching them um, with the hype around them, you know, being one of the favourites for the gold, um, knowing that like um, that they just give all this passion and you know what are they going to do? And then they came out and saying that, and it got real emotional and. Um, Everyone was crying. It yeah, it was it was huge. It was great, <laughs> but and and so I really wanted to see someone watching that like on YouTube with no real uh, knowledge of of who they were and what the situation not, not is. A hardcore, and, yeah, not a hardcore barbershop. Yeah, but yeah. but at least but does lo- enjoy the ho- um, enjoy the style. Um, yeah. And yeah, so I'll I'll just play that interview now. Okay, I'm here with Whitney. Uh, Whitney is my housemate, and she has a um, an appreciation somewhat of, of uh, the barbershop world, but is not really in it at all. So I uh, thought I'd get like an honest fan reaction, fan, general person, what do you call it? <laughs> a uh, civilian <laughs> reaction to um, Signature's performance of Dance With My Father that we all uh, loved and cried about. Um, so immediate reactions, Whitney, you just watched it. What did what did it do? Did it do much for you? Um, I feel like I do. I need a bit of a backstory on whether there's actually a story about that person who cried his dad. Um, I was wondering maybe how it, not to seem heartless, but it felt a little bit much. A bit <laughs> much. Yeah. Ah. Like I was like, are you milking that a little bit? Um. But like I was in, I was in there. I was in the story, yep. and I was, I was appreciating um, how it was being told and the emotion that was going into it. But the tears I felt were pretty extreme. Yeah, <laughs> and cool. that's not legitimate. That, yeah, no, that's good to hear. Um, uh, yeah, that that's interesting. You you want to know the backstory because I was I was the same. I was like, I know that they didn't write this song, but did they? <laughs> I was like, is this a real story? I wasn't, yeah. Um, before I knew it was, it was a Luther Vandross song. Um, yeah. But, but, but even so, I mean, you can, I could sing a song that's still very relevant to my life. Definitely. I, I just need to know whether his dad's alive or not. <laughs> you need to know now. <laughs> so I need, I need to know. Because it's very good acting if it's not. Yep. Um, but I guess if it's not legitimate, then I feel a little bit like, like taken advantage of because I was right. in there in the story and then tears right but I mean, so it was pretty it was it was full on for you like you, yeah yeah you're like am i intruding on something here yeah, or when they when he when he started looking down and like getting a bit sobby and they all yeah. consoled him i was like well that's obviously rehearsed and then they did the close-up of the tears and yeah. i was like yeah right <laughs> tears yeah that's what a lot of that's, that's a common common yeah. comment <laughs> actually that yeah because everyone's like wow okay they're really acting this and then it was like okay you're actually crying wow yes okay. yep but but don't tell me that that close up wasn't perfectly timed. That was pretty good. You know, <laughs> seems rehearsed. You know what I'm saying? <laughs> oh, all right. I am Controversy a on, the... <laughs> on many things. So. <laughs> cool. Well, anyway, thank you for your reaction. Um, that's going to be interesting. Uh, I'm going to talk to Richard Reeve about that a little bit. Hopefully, I didn't upset anyone. <laughs> <laughs> no, not at all. Thank you very much, Whitney. So that was Whitney. <laughs> um, it's interesting. Yeah. So yeah, it was really interesting what she thought. Um, 
about uh, uh, what did she say again? <laughs> <laughs> I thought it was very interesting that she thought she she wondered whether she needed to know the backstory. Yeah, um, I quite liked that comment. Me, actually, it was very interesting. That, um, certainly, for me, listening live, um, it, it didn't matter. Um, it was just someone bringing bringing a story to life, um, and and yes, it, it it felt real, but it, it could have for me, it could have it was just as legitimate had um, Dan's uh, father passed away or had he just been singing it hypothetically when um, that moment does come. Yeah. Um, so it's, it just goes to show that different different audience members react to the same thing in different ways. Yeah, I, I just love how, like, yeah, it doesn't matter to you, but it's a pretty good job to, to get you thinking, like, because I was like, I didn't... I actually didn't know because I didn't know the song originally and I actually yep. was wondering I was like is this a custom song or like is this because that's because of how far they went um, yep. and then looking at it again like watching it over and over and over since that I have and finally I finally mm. I can watch it without crying <laughs> got there yay <laughs> um, uh, just because I get sucked into putting myself in the situation as well like of course it's, it's and it's one of well, that's what a great performance does, isn't it? It's a fun. It's a fun thing to do. Um, it was interesting watching it live for me. Um, it, it's so lyric focused mm-hmm. to me. I, I wasn't. I wasn't um, personally blown away by the melody of the song itself no. or the arrangement. I actually thought they were just you know just sort of medium vehicles. It just happens that that, that, that their performance of it was exceptional. Yeah. Um, and so, really, that's that's what the, the performance of that song will rely on. Someone really bringing those lyrics to life, um, as opposed to another song that um, that like uh, "Street We Live," where where the arrangement is just so beautiful, um, and, and that can carry the, the song. So, yeah, that was. And just for the people who may not be aware, Signature two years ago um, came in the in the teens. I think it was fourteen or something. So they were very good, but, but you know, just another top yep. twenty quartet. And then sort of sorted out of nowhere they they raced into the top 10 last year and their first song of the three rounds first of six songs um was was you know their um, song of the, their song of the contest so really they, they they burst onto the scene with their first song of the, and made so everyone was really watching them from then on yeah. so um and they meddled um fifth for the first time and so this year everyone was watching them like a hawk yeah. because um they knew that uh, they've got some pretty special stuff um They've got they've got a lovely blend. Dan, the, the lead, has just just inst, you know uh, just immediately become one of the favourite uh, leads in the society. Mm-hmm. Um, they've got an uber bass that just makes everyone weaker yeah. than these. Um, but uh, yeah, so it's exciting yeah. to see them. It's been a very fun uh, fun journey to watch. Like a very quick journey. Um, but yeah, yeah, when I first saw them, I was like, oh yeah, kind of fun. But they like, I was like, oh, I don't think they know who they are or what they you know they're they're doing all this stuff that I don't, I don't know this feels a bit weird and it, it was almost yeah. too much but now their repertoire has caught up with them a little bit mm-hmm. especially with Dan like it's like okay now the, you're singing the songs that suit you like rather than trying to fit the other way which is pretty cool right um, but what right. I think about that the because I'd had um, yeah I've watched Signature a bunch now and had some coaching with, with Gary Plug earlier that week with Lockout and all just learning about how far you can go and going too far Gary. and for those who may not know Gary is a VHS performance category yes. judge go ahead 
um, yeah, going too far and then knowing how far that is and being able to go near it and control it. And so, and you can actually see a lot of that work going on with Dan when he, when he breaks down. Like I, I was astonished that he could come back yeah. from that and sing where, quite well, which he did for the remainder of the song. It was about three quarters of the way through the song. So it was close to the end, but there was still quite a bit he had to do. I, I, I was yeah. stunned that he could sing. I mean, I'd that. love to, love to chat to him about it and actually see if, if yeah. he did deliberately push himself just that that bits and got himself into it so he could be genuine and then but no have the skills to bring himself back out of it sure certainly it seemed to me i, I bet you an ice cream that um it wasn't choreographed in so far as and for me the trigger there is the tenor was waiting for his pickup yeah. and you could see on yeah. his face that he went okay this is a longer gap yeah. what's going on he turns so, around uh, and sees dan yeah. tears and then he goes okay and the hand on the yeah. shoulder and we come out of it, but you can see that sort of that 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 sort of looking backwards with his eyes, <laughs> listening <laughs> backwards. What's going on? There should, there should be a pickup yeah. here. And then, the, and then the second breath from Dan as well. Like he goes to start and he's like, "No, not yet." Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> so yeah, I want. Yeah, it would be fascinating to find out because and also if you watch the very beginning, like the whole song, he's uh, he's pretty much on the edge, um, which makes a lot of the singing not awesome, as awesome as it could be. But they have interesting yeah. you say that. Uh, um, to me, he's he's such a rare performer, Dan, that he he just he can't perform in a bland way. Uh, so that's just sort of mm. it's one of the things that everyone loves about him is he he's singing and he's he's delivering as yeah. well. Um, so, but yeah. if you if you watch like the first third of the song, there's some there's yeah. moments where it's like. Oh, you, you, your emotion is affecting your voice a bit more okay. than you'd probably plan to right now, I think. But, yeah, yep. Yep. But, you know, worth it in the end, I reckon. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. Um, yeah, certainly the, um, the the audience was just a sobbing yeah. mess during the... Um, uh, yeah, a bit of a contrast to that, but in a similar kind yeah. of way, is um, Newfangled 4 came out and sang uh, Cottage for Sale, which is just a heart-wrencher of a song. Like It's just the actual... The, the story in the song is just like so sad and from the very beginning um and i think yeah i think that's one that you can look at and be like that's going just too far too early and then when they did get to the really big passionate bit it it, it flamed out a bit and was just a little too much and that and you mentioned you didn't you didn't quite love the arrangement i think in that one in yeah, yeah, uh, that it didn't really massively yeah. grab me. Um, and it's interesting just just um, thinking, you know, and remembering that we're talking about a top ten quartet yeah. here, so they're very, very good. Um, uh, so we're just tinkering with the the, the, the icing on the cake. But um, they they have done a lot of work in the last year or two on, on again who they are yeah. as a quartet, and and they've actually got um, quite a big following within the society, and so they're quite they're quite quite loved now um their their image though is is a lot more mm. fun um and so i'm just wondering to what extent that kind of a Mm-mm. pull your heart out ballad is really um suits mm. them because the the all of their uppies they're, they're so they they play up so well um they get the audience on their side um, so it's it's a song choice um, is a is, is a tough yeah. one as we have discussed in the I don't I don't mind podcast. it for them like because they 
because they're quite good at like because they had me quite quickly and I was on board with it and I was like oh this is okay this is actually a, a legit serious song here and it's kind of they're, they're, they're quite genuine on stage so their fun is genuine and then you think okay we're going to have a serious chat this is genuine as well so I think that mm-hmm. that can go a long way to letting you be able to do a number of different you know serious fun stuff but um yeah, yeah absolutely we had a lot of fun um but yeah the speaking of them and their fun stuff their uh let's get to their their real fun stuff i think their i think their highest scoring song might have been super califragilistic and the rest of the word um they make they make fun of not being able to say it but everyone can say it because we've grown, grown up with it um yeah. and they got yeah they smashed the uh performance in that song um i think music as well might have been a real good score in there um and the funny thing is like we walked out of the of the semis um singing banana phone which was just hilarious to me i just couldn't believe that uh, uh i was seeing that in the semi-finals uh, at bhs international you know like mm. this i was mm. like they're singing banana phone are you serious yeah, no, I don't. yeah. <coughs> but there if anyone can do it they can apparently um but then they fo- to follow it up with supercalifragilistic oh man just with so many of the word gags and the musical stuff in there and the like the whole baritone section and it just kept the, the timing of it was just bang on and ah uh, so good it was a, a well done arrangement it was um and a very well performed song um because it, it was quite yeah. complicated and uh and yeah they really they, they, they did very well and now it's like they they do like in the the tango one as well newfangled tango it just it almost uh-huh. seems like it's they they make it flow so well and their staging is so good with with their stuff that it's like they're making it up on the spot almost some some of the time that's what i get anyway i like it interestingly just glancing at the score sheet here um cottage for sale and newfangled tango with the two songs yep. in the final and um newfangled tango um, yeah outscored in yep. every category by um by one to two points per judge so yeah. interesting. And I think yeah, I think they've got they've got some range to explore with a with something like Cottage for Sale. They just need to not go so hard so early. Uh-huh. So they got yeah, got that place to go. Speaking of going hard early I'm gonna talk about throwback next. Um and their song, um, He Ain't Heavy. What is it? He ain't he ain't heavy. He's my He's brother. My brother. Yeah. Yeah, that's the words. <laughs> I don't know why I got confused there. I think because I've been abbreviating everything all week. Um, uh, that is a great lyrics. Right, yeah, and it, there's a couple of really like highlighted bits in that song for me. Um, one one highlight was Sean Devine like through the whole song because I was like, how can you start a song here like with this much emotion? Like, where are you gonna where are you gonna go? And then had plenty to go and I was like holy crap this guy's got a huge range like this is ridiculous um, uh, and there was one really great bit in it because um, we, we, I will post all the links to these in the description so go watch them watch them before you watch, listen actually we're half an hour in yeah and, uh, we're half an hour in so if you haven't watched them yet stop and watch them now um, but yeah the uh, there's one bit where um 
it looks like Sean, the lead, is about to have a start a line again, but then he sort of takes another breath and uh, old uh, is it Alex Rubin, the baritone on the end? Yeah, Dan's the other one, but this is Alex. He um, he takes the the melody, and it's actually and it's really fitting for the actual part of the song, and it gets me every time. I'm like, oh yeah, dang, I forgot that he does he does this line because they set it up really well, and it looks like Sean's about to sing, and he's like, no, nah, I can't. He's like, I'll help you out, brother. <laughs> yeah, he's my brother. brother. It ain't heavy. Um, I think there's uh, it's just one more I've got to have to bring up. After hours, uh, this was a this was interesting. The uh, the butter out of cream, because um, was this their like first song? I think it might have been. Yeah, it was the yep. they came first out and just thing. smashed everyone in the face with yep. with such a fun song. My my personal favorite song of the quarterfinals. Nice, um, and because I knew it from uh, Crossroads singing it a couple of years ago in a. Uh, AIC show and I was like oh this is a fun song and then when they came out started singing it in contests I was like oh my goodness it's contestable that's awesome um, and I was like I hope After Hours don't win so that we can hear this again <laughs> <laughs> um, the yeah it, it was funny because um, the, there was a lot of hype on the, like, the Bioshop chat groups and stuff on Facebook about um the YouTube release for it and, and like a different After Hours song got put out like quite quickly and it was like ah come on we want butter out of cream and there was like a, a bootleg version from like an afterglow from somewhere you know, and everyone was watching that and like and someone was like oh guys it's like eight days till we get butter out of cream and like everyone was just so excited and then you watch it again and you're like yeah this is awesome and yeah it, um, it, it, to me, live, it, it, it had that relentless yes. energy um, that, that, that a great uptune has, like uh, Master's uptune. Um, but again, it wasn't out of control. It was just, it was just, yeah, relentless. Um, the only, I just, I just noticed, I think I, I may have noticed live, but I, was, I noticed or was reminded listening back to it, um, even though it's a, a well-known rhyme or nursery rhyme or something, um, talk about a mouse falls in and drowns and then they move on and they're all looking happy and I'm going, hang on a minute, that's sort of a bit sad the little mouse drown but anyway and, it, and I think the point is his yeah. mate just carries on like, you know, he can't do anything about it but I was like, well, hang on but um, no, the interesting thing about um, After Hours is or one interesting thing is that um, their, their previous lead uh, Ben, um, I think because of work or something, he couldn't continue so for the last at least mm-hmm. three years, I think um, Drew has been has been uh, the lead, and and it took them a year or two to kind of gel together with the lead being yeah. such a core part of a quartet. But I think I think this year, on a number of levels, both from sort of a, an ensemble perspective as well as just all the you know, fundamentals, uh, they they yeah, clicked and moved to a, to another level, which you know certainly is is um, consistent with their higher scoring and the very. Um, very uh, um, well deserved and and uh, widely supported. I think um, third place medal, which is yeah. pretty exciting. I actually I, I think back to lining up in registration in Vegas and seeing Dan their bass in line and going, oh, I should say hi, I should say hi, I should say hi. He's just there, but uh, <laughs> like, who am I? I'm just some guy. I should say hello though. I mean, we sing in one of his arrangements, <laughs> and now I can't because I'm like, oh, now you're just talking to him because he's got a bronze medal. 
thing um thing about those guys uh, is that they just they do come across yeah. as just so humble um and uh so which is you know what what you want from from your um particularly from your you know your, yeah. your, your high level quartets and um their their base of course has just become a music director mm. of a chorus so it's awesome to see him giving back as well so but um yeah they um um i thought um, i thought their their uh their performance of um, butter cream um uh it, it it had that combination of freedom yes. of movement um, of, of all four individuals without without really seeing, seeming silly. They were they yep. were being playful and a bit childlike, but um, but they were they're, they're such yes. boys next door, you know. Rather than they seemed yep. so accessible, um, they were just just seemed like they're being. I think that's what I've always liked great. about them is that that that's that they're the your friendly neighbourhood quartet <laughs> kind of thing. <laughs> um, but yeah, the, yeah. Speaking of the the freedom of movement, they just they, yeah they moved around the stage, gave and everyone had a solo in that that song, which was really fun. And like, and then when their baritone came out and did the bass line, like a killer bass, it was just like, oh, this is cool. And I was like, that's right, this guy can sing everything because <laughs> I've seen him. I remember seeing him in collegiate uh, quartets and like singing bass and he's one of those oh, people. Man. Yeah, so that. Yeah, that's one to always look forward to every year. There's that one year that they missed it. They, I think one of them was having a baby, so they didn't compete, and I was like, such a bummer. It's always been one of my faves. Um, so to, to round out, um, well, I think I might have mentioned, but we'll um, also check out um, yep. Hog City. The, the purity of singing is just so beautiful, um, and, uh, and they're just well on the way mm. um, you know just leap oh, and they did fun stuff the with uh, like different using the microphones and whatnot you know using yeah, yeah. using the resources yes, yes, available absolutely. to suit them yes and this is and this is what we're um, to sort of come back 360 um, uh, the the performance category is is inviting and encouraging performers to um, to be creative and artistic and 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 learn from other genres and just try uh, while staying true to the core of barbershop which is the lock and ring and it's that, it's that thing mm -hmm. that we we love um um uh, how can we stage it um while being true to the core of what barbershop is and i think it's i, I must say I, I think um at least at international um that that concept is being like people yeah, are really man. picking up and running with that uh, and and it's just it's uh, um we had to for those who haven't seen, weren't there or haven't seen the uh, the, the, the YouTube clips, um, in you'll be able to see not only the, the crossed main mics, which is the standard, but also a mic about not a meter, but a probably half a meter um, either side of the set of the two mics um, to uh, to give give mm. quartets more freedom. Um, and I must say, uh, we, we didn't mention it, but um, uh, damn it! Not a mighty wind. The new category one. Whether they become category four, um, did a great job. Uh, where two um, the, two of their guys, uh, um, mm -hmm. Tim and Tim, yep. Tim Brooks and Tim Reynolds, uh, singing category judges, and um, and the Barry and the bass um, mm -hmm. are music category judges, um, and uh, Clay Hine and Kirk Young, and so they did a wonderful. A parody of um, 
I actually forget what the song was, but it was along the lines of yeah. anything you can do, I can do better sort of thing, you know, that <laughs> my category is better category. Um, and yeah, they stood away yeah. from the central mics and oh, just those side two, cool. mics. And it was just a, a wonderful use of, of the resources available uh, as well as um, the, the, the mm. something other than the, you know, um, four four pins standing in a row singing. Uh, so um, that was very, very interesting. as well because... That's actually one because I miss them a lot um, throughout the thing because of what was on and where we were competing and stuff. Um, yeah, dang it, that's one that I <coughs> excuse me. Oh, passion is ah, still here. Um, so, so category four is a good example of a sort of quartet. It's not a comedy quartet like a no. uh, like a lunch break or a storm front or a Fred. But it's it's definitely yeah. got a quirkiness about it, and they've definitely got a, a light-hearted. Well, I guess New Fangled yeah. Four is, is in the same boat. They they frequently do fun, funny parody, playing up childlike yeah. sort of performances. So you know, for those for those quartets wanting um, to play in the sandpit there without necessarily becoming mm. a comedy quartet, there is um, it's it's certainly not yeah. a binary situation. And the um, just a quick story that. There was a, a multi-bronze um, medalist uh, quartet um, about a decade ago um, uh, mm. called Metropolis, who um, were one of the great uh, comedy quartets. And um, the, the, the downfall, or potentially, uh, of, of that situation was um, before they just you know went all out and became a comedy quartet, they would come on stage and to sing a straight song and people were just sort of <laughs> waiting distracted, for it, yeah. waiting yeah. for it to become funny and it, it got to the end of the song and people didn't realise that they should have been taking it seriously all along. <laughs> oh man. That, um, yeah, that uh, thing where it's not binary, um, yeah, it sort of harks back to a few podcasts ago, uh, I think Andrew Milner's question about, um, you know, wanting to be funny without being a comedy quartet sort of thing. So, and you'll see that. Uh, if, if anyone is listening to this before the Sydney convention, just keep an eye on uh, Mostly Harmless because they, they have a lot of fun and without being a comedy quartet. You can just see that they're just, you know, they're playing up to their own ca uh, personalities and just having fun, which is great. Hopefully you'll see that from Lockout as well. We're not doing anything funny, but hopefully we're going to have some fun. <laughs> uh, we'll yes, be the judge of indeed. that. Yeah, if you're laughing during our ballad, I'll be upset. <laughs> <laughs> Especially if you you're sitting there in the it's judging one pit. Of, <laughs> one of the more disconcerting things is people <laughs> laughing when they're not supposed to be laughing. Uh, so who? Uh, yeah, yeah, no, right, yeah, good. That was good. Uh, once again, I'll post all the links in um, the description. And if any of your listeners have another performance they'd like yeah. us to discuss um, that I think we've missed, please feel free to send us uh, through a comment and it would be our pleasure to touch on that. Um, also, of course, other requests for the broader topics of discussion for us to do. Uh, we've got a couple of pretty exciting ideas that uh, keep your, your ears posted for uh, um, potentially a podcast or two yeah. over the next two weeks uh, with some pretty exciting guests. Uh, so... Um, and then there'll be one within probably a, a, at least a, a few weeks uh, of convention with a big, a big wrap up there. So plenty to come. Um, but so either we look forward to seeing you <laughs> listeners, both of you, um, at convention, or um, 
or uh, if you can't make it, uh, yeah, send us through uh, a, a, a hi or something to discuss. Cool. Yeah, everybody Ash. have a great time until we see you and talk to you again. Uh, that's it. Okay. Bye. Bye.